I look like with this striped shirt and hoop earrings, like I'm cosplaying Smee from Peter Pan. <laughs> What's up, Captain? <laughs> Can we start? Welcome to Movie Painter Pleasure Podcast, the show that sometimes just wants to sit back and relax. I'm your co-host, Melanie Gibson, and for this, I'm drinking another Coors Banquet from the six-pack that I bought from our Cobra Kai episode. So wine does not last very long around me once I open the bottle, but I can stretch out a six-pack for weeks because I'm just not a big beer drinker. So this is my drink of choice for the evening, mm. and... I have no drink. You have no drink. That's you, fine. You are wearing a cool-looking leather jacket, AJ Wall. <laughs> so, to work your name in there somehow. I guess so. I have no thematic reason for picking this jacket. It was just cold. So. Yeah, and I just haven't worn this shirt in a long time, so I thought I'd put it on. Okay, what are we talking about for this episode? Movies that were pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It. So we decided instead of doing a, a play-by-play of a movie, we've just going to talk about some movies that we watched in January that we really like. And I think that's that's helpful for me because I really, I cannot convey how much I, I hate winter. I hate this time of year so much with the fiery path of the devil. I hate this time of year. So what has helped me get through January and hopefully through February has been having a nice fire in the fireplace going and watching some good movies on streaming. And we actually even went out to see a movie. This Indeed, weekend. which has been the first time in... Since uh, F9. Fast 9. Yeah, Fast <laughs> 9. That was the last time. Well, there really hasn't been anything worth going to the movie theater I mean, for. we've never put in a lot of time at the theater anyway, so... It's expensive. I still... This show's Small Town Redneck coming out. The movies were like $2.50 for years at the little two-theater movie place in Snyder. You just only had two screens? Yeah, it only had two screens. Why not have three? Ooh. <laughs> That's big time. <laughs> Cinema 3. The old crappy seats and stuff. Yeah, it was... But that's... It was I good enough. the last time I went to a, a, a movie in Mineral Wells was Incredibles 2. And before that, it was like years and years and years. The, the last time I probably went to a movie in Snyder was when I was there <laughs> up until up through high school. Um, I don't know if I came back and saw one when I was in college or anything. So, yeah, it's a little different these days. So we're just going to go through a list of a couple of movies that we've seen on streaming and then one we saw in the theater, and those are ones that we recommend to you. And AJ has started his yawning. Stick around to the end, because it's the most interesting film on the list, I think. Ooh, okay. That may be debatable. The first one is Ron's Gone Wrong from 2021, (laughs) and we watched this on Disney+. Plus. It's also on HBO Max right now, Mm -hmm. so... Yeah, if you feel like it. So, it's very cute. I liked it a lot. So I thought it was going to be, like, silly but not very good. And it's sort of like, it's good but a lot silly. (laughs) I really liked it. It's about uh, this little robot. Everybody has this. It's the new gadget that all the kids want to have. It's called My Best Friend. And it's, you know, it's, it's basically like... 
it's like your iPhone is a little robot. It knows everything about you. It has everything online. Of course, it says, hey, don't you want to buy this and stuff? And all the kids have them except this one kid who has a really hilarious Eastern European grandma who I yeah. really liked. Yeah. She probably makes stuffed cabbage like my mom used to and make for me. he gets his own robot that happens to maybe be like the robot version of autistic? He or... has a glitch. <laughs> and he's, he's voiced by Zach Galifianakis. And trying way harder than he did in Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. As the egg. the egg. I'm in Puss in Boots. That's like another good animated one. I can't believe he he just didn't give a shit about being that egg. He was Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> I think. He was like the worst Humpty Dumpty yeah. ever. Okay, so back to it. But Zach Galifianakis is good in this movie and there's some drama and stuff and peril and it's about friendship and it was really good. It was better than it, I expected it to had, be. Okay, it had a little bit of weird messaging. Like, it's fine if you don't look into it, but if you think about it, it's kind of got, like, this huge, that uh, like, screw the, the company owner who's definitely, like, being way too intrusive, which it's, in America, we know that they're listening to literally everything. everything. My phone's listening right now, and all the can, devices. And they can go to hell. Oh, okay, um, something interesting about that. Can I... Just my phone started showing me videos of Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland after we oh went to see God, the Spider after see? we went to see the Spider Man movie. See, they're everywhere. They're in your. Uh, oh God damn it! <laughs> they're in your kidneys. Like they're they're that far in. But anyway, anyway sorry, so, I had to. I want to say that. So on one hand, it. they're they're like, look how evil the corporation is, and uh, Steve Jobs basically. And then on the other hand, they're also kind of like. How about we make these devices really help people interact, even though they're still they're still just using the devices instead of being yeah, people with other people. They're still just interacting through. It's like Which, a bunch of people standing around texting each other. So like, it's still uh, really standing around through. It's basically an iPhone with legs. <laughs> so, but except it, was, it has. Well, wait, it has feet and hands. It doesn't have legs. Yes, because uh, he he I hits people yes, many he, times. Um. It was good. It was. It cute. was somewhere it. between Big Hero Six and Iron Giant, and even the main kid, he looks just like Hogarth, but From made three D. The Iron Giant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I forgot that kid's name was freaking Hogarth. Hogarth. Yeah, I can't remember what the kid's name is. And no Ron. A, no wonder he's a loser. Anyway, but it was cute. It's it was. uh, it's a, I guess it's a Disney-owned property, but not a Disney movie. That is decent. I could see kids, like, whenever they're old enough for this to be nostalgic, being nostalgic about it. I think it, so. adults would like it, too. It's really funny. So, the, the second one, speaking of kids' movies, is one I, as a Gen Xer, made AJ as a millennial watch, because this is from my childhood, The NeverEnding Story from 1984, which was produced by West Germans, showing you how old <laughs> this, this is pre-Berlin Wall. Coming down movie. I yeah. My brother and I loved this movie when I was a kid. I've read the book. I don't know if I've seen the second movie. Um, I actually I'm, really like the book. But this movie is badass. I like it. I was just vaguely aware of it and its 80s-ness and, like, it being in that generation of let's scare the shit out of kids movies and not apologize for kind it. Kind of. Like, like some of the some of the aesthetics looked like... Well, it reminded me of Labyrinth, which came out later. Oh, my God. Yeah. So many times... They showed a thing or a, a creature, and I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that? And it, or it had, like, four heads or three, three faces, faces, and yeah. I was like, what the, what the 
fuck is that? And they and just I, keep going, and they never address these. And I'm just sitting back jamming out to the theme song, and AJ's like, uh, what the fuck is this? What the fuck? If, uh... You're screaming as much as Baby Atreyu. <laughs> but what about Fantasia? Atreyu does scream a lot. He screams a lot. Like, bitch, you're a warrior. Like, the kid's a really good actor. He's whiny, though. But... I'm sorry your horse died, he, Yeah, but I get it with, with the horse, I got him screaming. But, like, every time the calm queen is like, Don't you see? It's like this. And he's like, how is it like that? How? How? He's screaming right in the Empress's face. <laughs> he's like, which I get it. There's like a, a existential earthquake of nothing. I liked that. The nothing is the nothing is kind Fantasia. of f- freaky and yeah. terrifying. And it's framed by a boy in Very kind of our, the muggle world. That's well, German. That was the um, thing that confused me because I, I only knew about pieces of it. And I thought like the main kid was going to be... Oh, like, Bastion? transported into the world. It reminded me of a better version of Warriors of Virtue, which was not a great movie, but it was still a thing that happened, <laughs> and I remember, because I owned it. Um, but in that, the kid actually gets transported into a different world, so I was used to that sort of yeah, idea. Yeah, or the Page Master, right? Yeah, or Page Master. That's yeah, so one. this one starts with a kid named Bastion who's, whose life kind of sucks. His dad wants him to be, you know, tough and serious and join the football team, and his mom has died, and he gets bullied by kids at school, so he runs into a bookshop and kind of steals this book, and he hides at the school and reads the never-ending story, like, and you kind of find attic, him. And his dad just gets to hope that his yeah, son really. isn't abducted. And, and as a kid, I didn't think about it, like, oh, wouldn't that be cozy, tucked away with a book? Like, this is hours after school has closed. His dad thinks he's dead. Probably. We never get that closure with what is Bastion's dad doing? Yeah, for real. And then, well, we'll talk about the whole thing. And Bastion doesn't give a shit because he brought him Falcor at the end. Yeah. Falcor was cool. He was the the chill-ass luck dragon. He was strange. I liked him. I liked him, but, okay, he's got to be the inspiration for Jake the dog. Because yeah, he was know, super he... just laughing about, like, literally the, the the failure of existence. You know he's smoking weed and just flying over Fantasia He, could, he would totally eat a, um, what's it called? Um, an existential sandwich or whatever. Oh, sentient, sentient sandwich. Sentient sandwich. <laughs> sentient sandwich. Yes. He would totally eat one of those. Um, and just laugh about it. Two random things. One, we realized this was probably the movie... That was an accidental sexual awakening for some some weird young men. Out oh there. yeah, because there are scenes with sphinxes and they have large women's breasts. <laughs> like and so like yeah. very detailed. And, and that's you know it's fine. It's the human body. But this was a movie made for kids, and I bet there were a lot of eight-year-old, nine-year-old boys who were like getting their first. I don't know why I like this, but yeah. I like this. Yeah, <laughs> like weirdness. Not all boys, but some of them. Uh, for some, it was like Lola Bunny, probably, and for others, it was this. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> both weird. But anyway, and also, uh, I think I realized that if the 80s was a music, it would be German. <laughs> the music in it. Yeah. The German synth music. Synth. Yes. Oh Is that my why God. you're wearing the black leather jacket? Can you kind of have that, that, uh... You need, like, a cigarette. You look like the Beatles when they were in, in uh, oh, Hamburg, God. Germany in the Ooh. late 50s, early 60s. I don't want to be, in, I don't wanna be insinuated with anything No, that's before the they turned into a boy band. I don't care. They I were drinking like beer and <laughs> doing this, all kinds of nonsense. This, this kind of looks like something Bully, bully McGuire, Bully uh, Spider-Man would wear. 
You haven't seen that? No, I have not. There's all the memes of, uh, they call him Bully Maguire or Bully Toby or Bully Spider-Man. Like, when Toby Maguire had the the black suit and he was being a dick. Like, when I was a kid, he we called him Emo, emo Peter. But now it's, like, Bully Peter. And he, it's always a meme of him just destroying somebody in a conversation. <laughs> but this looks like something he would wear. <laughs> okay. So the next movie is one we just watched, and that is Nobody from 2021 starring Bob Odenkirk. It was so fun. <laughs> it was cool. Now, it felt very much like John a John Wick, Wick movie. It was basically John Wick. I actually, I don't know how I feel knowing that it wasn't a film made by the same people. I probably would have felt better. Yeah, because it, it kind of follows, it's like... You know, nice ho-hum guy, the wrong people mess with him, and then... All Turns hell, out he has a past. Yeah, all hell breaks loose, it's and kinda, he, has, he has special skills, and he will use them. It's somewhere between Walter White and John Wick. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, you put them together, it it's kind of exactly that. Because he kind of has the middle-aged man frustration of Walter White, who's yeah. a family man, but he's gritting his teeth the whole time. Yeah, um... And that's kind of it. And it it even has a Russian uh, mob story, which is John Wick. John Wick. <laughs> um, although the guy who made the movie, I believe, is uh, he's Russian. He was he made a band or something. So you know he, that's, he, he can do that. Yeah, I guess. and Bob Odenkirk was good. I enjoyed seeing somebody who wasn't Bob Odenkirk is not an action star. He's a comedian. No. So, but he did. He was awesome. Yeah, he was really good at it. He was I, good. I didn't, like, have to think about it with him in it. I just no. was like, okay. Okay, cool. you totally believe this character, and it was it was good. He would know. He's worked with criminals for you know, much of his career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Walter White. Yeah. Okay, ready to move on? Yeah. The fourth one is one we just saw in the theaters this past weekend, and it was Spider-Man No Way Home, which for me basically was, like, Into the Spider-Verse, the in-person version, in the, the live-action version. Kind of, like... Okay, I grew up on all the the Toby Spider-Man movies. Uh, in fact, the first one, I remember this. I I got to see it. Uh, I didn't watch it in the theaters. I don't think because I was pretty young. My family didn't like take me to the theater. But anyway, so my grandmother was in the hospital uh, before she went to rehab for something. I was pretty young, so I don't quite remember what it was. But her roommate, basically, for the for the time, um, they talked and became friends. And I'm sure my grandmother talked about me the whole time because she raised me. So that woman, I guess, told her daughter to, like, buy me the movie. Like, oh, they, they, wow. they gave me a VHS copy of Spider-Man. I thought, really nice I thought, like, oh, that's nice, but I thought it was going to be, like... I don't know, like an animated thing or something, and it was like the actual movie. I was like, oh, that's cool. That like, was really nice of them so, to do that. Yeah, they, they were very sweet. Um, so I, I guess that's what started it. And yeah, so I saw all the those three. I saw the first Andrew Garfield one, which I thought was cool. Has the one of the best Stan Lee cameos. Um, I have not seen it. Which is all I can say. And then I watched... Not very much of the second one. Uh, I, I maybe didn't even see it, <laughs> but I was aware of it. And then everyone at work bullied me into watching it. <laughs> this one, so yeah, he wanted to keep up with all his friends. So I'm, I'm not really a Spider-Man person. My brother and I 
played together all the time, so I knew all about the superheroes. We are a DC family. My niece's first toy for me is a Batman doll, and it is her favorite toy, so I've done my aunt duty for the rest of her life. So I'm much more into Batman and Superman, but I've always been aware of Spider-Man because my brother was into him too. But I'd only seen the Tobey Maguire movies, and I did see Into the Spider-Verse, which was incredible. That movie is the shit. And I will say, for this No Way Home, for a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I wasn't bored at all. I really liked it. Yeah, it went by really I thought, fast. I was afraid it was going to drag, but it does not. And it's not, like, so action-packed that you don't get a break. There are some downtime moments. But I really enjoyed it. Did it have to be two and a half hours long? <laughs> Maybe not. But I loved it. And I think I think my favorite character, though, was Benedict Cumberbatch as, Pat Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange because he's just kind of a dick. He's such a dick. I don't know if it's him putting on an American accent or what, but he's, like, sarcastic and bored and tired and it's just like, oh, just Scooby-Doo this like, shit. like, no, Peter. That's not the way this works. This is the way it works. Like, but why is that? Shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's him the whole time. Like, movie. he'll do this amazing world-changing spell, and he's just like, oh, fuck, God damn it, I have to go to work today. So, <laughs> yeah, I was he, like, he for, was for so all funny. The power I loved he him. Has, loved him. This is all his fault. Like, for all <laughs> the power he has, he's such a dick about it. And then he screws it up and blames everybody yeah, else. Yeah, I was about to say it was Peter's fault. He said he blames Peter for it. <laughs> Yeah, and Tom Holland is adorable. He's very cute as Peter Parker. I'm I I'm grew up with this Tobey Maguire one because he and I are about the same age. But um, I, I, I can I, I like Tobey. I like um, I mean Tom Holland. I could okay. I will probably always prefer Tobey Maguire. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because he seems like the the he seems the most like a superhero to me, like as the character. Because every time I see one of the other Spider-Man, I'm just like, how are you going to fight these people? How are you going to stand? Like, Toby, I, for some reason, I believe it. Yeah, and without giving too much away, if you like the Tobey Maguire movies, you're going to like this one. You will not be disappointed. <laughs> or Sp- or Spider-Verse. Um, or Spider-Verse, All the yeah. stuff with all the Spider-Man being together was really cool. Like, yeah, and it, I, all of that was fun. And it was a different story. It's not necessarily fighting a villain as much as... Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but the, well, the villains come into play, but it's a very different take okay, on if, how uh, they interact with the villains. If anyone listening to this or watching this uh, is a fan of Avatar, like the the first series, not Legend of Korra, and they like how Aang ha- has to... Well, he didn't have to. He decided to find a way other than killing... Um, Lord Ozai to win, it's kind of got that sort of feel. Kind of, yeah. Willem Dafoe is, is the shit. He is Willem Dafoe. He <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> just, just, just show that. up, Willem. <laughs> yeah. Do your goblin Every voice. Time he's like, Peter. Because <laughs> at first, for a while, he's just Norman and he's really nice and he, he's kind of down on his luck and he's like, You didn't think you could get rid of me because you know, like, oh shit, he's back. We had another one of those scenes where he's talking to the mask. <laughs> yeah. Which... And I kept thinking, like, I kept thinking of him in the lighthouse. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know who's crazier, the Green Goblin or his character of Tom in the lighthouse. What if he just walked by Peter and just farted in his face? Oh, <laughs> like in the lighthouse. Like in the lighthouse, just to drive him crazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just... And uh, speaking of that, we saw a preview for The Batman with Robert Pattinson, who was also in The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe, and it looks good. It does look pretty good. I'm a Batman person. We have to go see it. It somehow, in a strange way, reminds me of the um, Tim Burton Batman, 
But not because it's similar, but because it's so stylized mm-hmm. that it looks like its own kind of world. But you know what would be awesome? If they played Kiss by a Rose by a Seal on the closing <laughs> credits, like in Batman Returns. Yeah, well, DC would never, like, n- see an opportunity like that and actually take it. No, Marvel ma- is the one that sees the good opportunities Yeah, Marvel and takes is it. much more on the inside jokes and the meta-ness of it. So like, this, was, this, was a, this was fun. There, there's this joke that, like, Toby is... Toby Peter is hyping up Garfield Peter... And it it it's it has this funny like su- it's not subtle but it's also subtle like reference to Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies and I loved it. It was so like it was really aggressive, but really fast, and it made me laugh so hard. I didn't get it. He had to explain it to me because I haven't seen the Andrew Garfield yeah. movies. And Matt Murdock is in it, which it ties in the Netflix uh, Daredevil, which I didn't watch, but I appreciate. Yeah. So. Spider-Man No Way Home, go see it in the theaters or wait for it to come on streaming or buy the DVD or something. It was a lot of fun. It really didn't feel like it felt like two and a half hours because it was a long-ass movie, but it was fun the whole whole way. It was really enjoyable. Okay, so the next one, on a very different note, this was, we all, we watched Nobody Spider-Man and this movie all in the same weekend, and this is Pig. Pig. A t- pig. A 2021 <laughs> movie. With Nicolas Cage. I think this is the most interesting one. Okay. This is just... It's got the most interesting concept. It does. So why don't you talk about the premise? <laughs> Nicolas Cage is an old, like, woods-bound, just loner, and he has a pig. has a pig. And someone takes his pig. Yeah, and she's a truffle hunting pig, and she's the cutest pig. It's a very adorable pig. It's so pig. cute. I mean, it's like just a little it's all fuzzy. It does little snorting noises. I want to pet it. <laughs> I want to pet that pig the whole time. Just <laughs> but something really bad happens. Yeah, some people steal the pig, and we you just watch Nicolas Cage try to find his pig, and it sound like we watched it. We almost did a, a, a an official episode on it. Because we thought we were getting Nicolas Cage insanity with, like, a John Wick, um, Wishmaster, not Wishmaster, what's the, uh, Death Wish type situation. It's, it's taken with bacon. <laughs> bacon taken. Bacon taken. Um, we thought it was that. Somebody took my pig. But it's not. Like. No. That's kind of the setup, but it's, it's not played, like. Th- this man's gonna go. It's not an action beat the movie. Shit out no, of it. it's it has some actiony moment, but it's it's a quiet little indie movie. And Nicolas Cage is awesome, and he doesn't really talk that much. He'll give you the thousand yard death stare. Yeah, and he has some cool like kind of speech conversations yeah. where he's trying to just put. Like, it's trying to convey, like, why he is what he is now. Yeah, which makes me... I mean, he is an Academy Award winner. It made me have more respect for him because it's a very quiet movie, and you learn very slowly over the course of the movie his backstory and how he kind of ends up where he ends up. And he doesn't really... He doesn't overact. He just he just plays the role, and he's totally believable. So I'm like, Nicolas Cage, you're really aging well like a fine line i feel like he's a really good actor but he just he does whatever he wants the way he wants and he has to have the right role 
I, like, really I have do. liked seeing him older Nicolas Cage and some of the things I've seen him in lately. I, I do wish there was a little bit more, like, food enticing Yeah, because food stuff, is a big part it's a of big, this. Like, he's a, he's a well-trained chef. Yes. Um, so that, and that's part of the story, and it's, I don't know, it's just... It's a really interesting concept. It doesn't go in the way you assume it will. No. Um, and even, like, there's some mysteries and stuff involved, but it's not, like, that big of a deal. No, there were some... There are questions that go unanswered and things that aren't told that you're kind of wondering, but it's it's okay. Um, I don't want to say much about the ending because I don't want to give it away, but it is impactful. That's all I'll say. Oof. And and by the way, we watched this one on Hulu, and we watched Nobody yes. on HBO, so yeah. I wanted to mention that we watched all of these except for Spider-Man on streaming services. So this was on Hulu, and we just were like sitting there like, I can't say anything or I'll cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, wait. Did we add another one to the list? We did add another one to oh, the list. Oh, so it wasn't the last one. It was this one. I was wondering why. Well, Pig was the most interesting one. I, I, I really... want my pig. I want my pig. I want my pig. <laughs> we love you, Nicolas Cage, but we, we're still going to do impersonations <laughs> of you. You know, the side tangent. For a man who has a natural drawl to his voice, I don't know why he can't do a, a correct southern accent. <laughs> Maybe he just never, like bothered maybe it's not him maybe no one's ever given him a correct coach told you to leave the bunny alone yeah the bunny the bunny because he sounds like he, elvis presley he, every time you try to do his voice you sound like you're trying to do a southern draw but he can't quite let's stick him in a western with robert duvall and see who does a better texas accent oh well that's not even fair we we might as well claim Robert, Robert Duvall Robert as Duvall a Texan. Robert Duvall does better accents than we do. Even though he's from California. I don't know how the man does it. Anyway, so that's probably the one I recommend the most from this list. But the, the sixth one is one we watched as a palate cleanser because we were so kind of distraught after watching Pig that we found a movie called Stepsisters on Netflix and we're, we're still in the middle of watching it. It's a 2018 comedy and at first we thought it was just going to be a dumb dance movie because we do love dance movies. And it's it's smarter than most of the dance movies are. The dialogue yeah. is really sharp and funny. It's about a college student who's in a, a sorority and they do step, which is kind of a, a thing that, that black sororities and fraternities do. That's part of their their culture. And so things happen where one of the girls in the, the sorority has to kind of help rehabilitate this white sorority because they got in big trouble and teach them to step dance. And they go into a competition. So yeah. it's the dialogue is funny. I like all the characters. It's really funny. It's, it's like, very funny. Everybody's acting fine. The only issue I have is it's a little, just a little bit aggressive with the way like everyone deals with certain like race things. Like at first I thought all the white, wow, all the white people in this are like super like people from get out like aggressively liberal cucks yeah, like, i guess woke to the point where which like, by the way i don't want to pe people to assume the wrong thing black lives matter we totally stand behind that yeah we're totally liberals but 
They were showing that, like, li- the type of liberals that would tell a black person they're not being correctly black. Or they would say, you know, if Obama had run for a third term, I would have voted for him. Yeah, that shit. That's, <laughs> no, uh, that's kind of how her boyfriend is, her white boyfriend. Yeah, there's several people that, that do th- similar-ish things like that. There's also the chick that plays Star. That's the voice of Star. Yes. That says some things that... I do not agree with. <laughs> yeah, but it's a funny movie. It's It was like we needed something funny to watch after watching Pig, which was kind of devastating at the end. The dancing actually isn't that standout. Like, it's good, no, but it's not like... That's not driving the story. You know? Like, that's that's an element in it. That's kind of the pattern that they're following. That's, those are, that's the event that's going to happen. In fact, but it's not... I wouldn't even call this a dance movie. This is one of the... Well, I think it's still got enough to call it a dance movie, but... In a way, it's like it's not perfect. I think they could have executed better, but it's got one of like the better intentions of a dance movie. Like, yeah, because most there's an actual story behind the dance movie part. Most dance movies are kind of like fight movies, where there's barely <laughs> there's some barely a script just to the show boxes. Sort yeah, of stuff. just to show you know a little bit of character development, a little bit of conflict, but you either want to see the fighting. Or you want to see the dancing. I will say, uh, Boyka, Undisputed, the fourth Boyka movie had more of a storyline to it, so. I mean, yeah. It's but funny that, that the third one was called Redemption and this one was called, the fourth one was called Undisputed. The Boyka movies. Okay. I'm going on a different topic. I mean, they're all Undisputed. Yes. But anyway. We did an episode on the first Undisputed movie, by the way, if you want to see that. <laughs> that movie so, was Stepsisters, again, it, it's funny. It's worth watching uh, if you just like a good comedy, a good smart comedy. Yeah. It's a. Uh, like you said, it's a, it was a palate cleanser. It was. Mm-hmm. It's not going on. I don't think it's going on anybody's favorite list, but it's just a fun movie. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. So. Anyway. Okay, out of this <laughs> we, out of this list, what do you recommend? The I most? think because you I want to support the fact that this movie was created. I'm going to say Pig. Okay. Because it's different and I would this is like okay. Movies are so oversaturated and there's like very little consistency and anybody caring if it's good or not like i hate to be that person like oh back in the day but okay have you ever just sat around and watched old movies they're almost always like really good it it, in one way or another whether it's the acting or the stories or whatever old twilight zone you know like people used to really care about the story that Mm -hmm. they told and the way they told it and Pig is one of those. Like, it had a very interesting idea, and it just, it, I thought it was, like, about as good as you could do with that idea. Yeah, I really wanted to see where they would go with it. My second choice would be Nobody, with Bob Odenkirk. It's kind of along the same, it's, they're, they're both kind of revenge movies, not, sort of revenge, sort of man on a quest. It all probably, it probably all goes back to Death Mm. Wish. With Charles Bronson. That's a hard pick on a second choice. Because the rest of them are kind of like fun popcorn-y type movies. Um, 
I might say Spider-Man just because, like, Marvel finally, a, or a comic book movie finally went with a storyline that the fans have probably wanted to watch for a long time. Mm-hmm. That wasn't, like, wasn't super mainstream, but, like, everybody wanted to see it. And it kind of actually annoys me that they waited until after Into the Spider-Verse existed, and it did really well. And then they were like, oh, well, I guess we'll do that, too. Like, I kind of hate that. And I will say, as somebody who's not as much into the Marvel movies, it does help to have seen Into the Spider-Verse, because you kind of get the whole Spider-Man multiverse thing, or, or you're in the mood for that when you watch No Way Home. Yeah. Because I didn't see any of the Tom Holland stuff. I didn't see Doctor Strange, and he's a big part of it. Like, But it was really good. Mm-hmm. And, I, well, you know, you get all three Spider-Men. That's like a special thing. So Yeah, and lots of villains. I so. guess go out, uh, go out and brave the pandemic and watch Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, we were in a mostly empty theater, so that's how we like to watch movies. If, if we're not doing that at home. So, what's on, what's on the horizon for February? Oh, no. I don't... You know... Have we thought of Well, any? I mean, we could do, like, romance movies and rom-coms and stuff, and the problem is, I hate those movies. I hate those. T- I even wrote about it in my memoir, how much I hate rom-coms. Oh, that, that might... That's so there might be, be a, some juicy hate-watching. It's gonna be a fun quest, then. We're gonna have to find something. Gross. I'd just rather just watch Boyka movies. I mean... <laughs> So, okay, so, anything else? Uh, like, follow, subscribe, comment, um, shove this in somebody's face you know, listen with your ear holes on Spotify and Anchor and iTunes, that's all. Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, join us on our Instagram and tell us what movies you want us to cover. Yeah, we haven't gotten a lot of those yet, did did people start being... Start giving us your uh, opinions that we don't care mm-hmm. about. Uh, <laughs> hey, we do care about your opinions. Dance movies. We haven't done any dance movies. This is true. This is very true. Okay. So, we just wanted to do a special... I still have some beer left. Yay. Yeah, I just... We just wanted to do a not bitching about a movie episode, so... Here and then can. we'll get back to bitching. This is it. <laughs> okay. So, cheers. Enjoy the rest of your January. Watch some good movies. Bye. Hi, you guys. This is Melanie in post-production, and I have one more endorsement for the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage. If you're watching this with a very close friend, someone special to you, it'll sync you up on the same wavelength. After the movie was over, AJ told me he was thinking of the song Big Yellow Taxi, the Pay Paradise Put Up a Parking Lot song by Joni Mitchell, and I happen to be thinking of it, too. It's not in the movie. We just were on the same wavelength. Isn't that cool? Isn't that weird? Go watch the movie Pig. Bye.